for us. Would you bow your heads in prayer with me? Lord, it's great to be here and to, to celebrate with the people of First Lutheran and celebrate 90 years that you've brought them by faith to this point in their life together as your people. Lord, we want to learn how to celebrate. And so we'd ask you this morning to speak to us from your word and call us to a new celebration of all that you have done for us and for the world. In your name we pray, amen. Well, I want to thank you for uh, inviting me to be here to share God's word with you today. And I have to share with you that as I thought about being here at First Lutheran and, and uh, thought about this anniversary, it brought back all sorts of memories. And I hope you don't mind if I walk down that road a little bit for a little while. I thought about the night or the afternoon in, in December of 1989 when I took off from uh, after church in Meadow Grove, Nebraska and drove in a snowstorm. First snowstorm of the year down to Omaha, got there to the airport, ran to the ticket counter. They said, boy, you got to run, ran to the, uh, to the gate, and they closed the gate as I arrived. And I said, can't I get on? The plane's still there. She said, no, sir, that, that plane's gone. I said, it was right. No, you can't. So then I threw down my luggage in front of them and had to wait and ended up flying first class to Dallas-Fort Worth. So I guess I shouldn't have complained. Of course, then I got to the airport in Dallas and taken an American Eagle flight over here to Texarkana. I said, they, they walked out on the tarmac. There were all sorts of these little planes out there. And they said, that's the one going to Texarkana. And so I got on the plane and sat there and looked at the person next to me. And I said, uh, I said how long does it take to get from here to Texarkana? And he looked at me funny and he said, uh, I don't know, I'm going to Wichita Falls. <laughs> so then I got off and got on the right plane, and I'm pretty sure Bill Hegman thought they'd made a mistake by the time he picked me up that night. Because he, I got off the plane with my big, long overcoat, and Bill looked at me, I don't know if it was that night or next morning, he said, Pastor Braun, people see that coat, they're going to know you're a Yankee. That was my introduction to Texarkana. Of course, I also remember a fella sitting up there where Matt is sitting, and whenever I'd get too loud in the sermon, he would go wild with these flags, Bill Strobel. <laughs> would you please shut up? <laughs> or I remember Helen Larson being up there one Sunday, holding a sign up for me, reminding me, as if I needed to, that the Longhorns had beat the Huskers in the big... <laughs> 12 championship game. Saw the bell as I pulled up here today and remembered driving with Lloyd Borcheting and Bill Strobel out some godforsaken place in Arkansas because Lloyd was convinced that was the church bell. And he went out there and talked this lady down and remember bringing that bell back and then Lloyd worrying forever after that that wasn't the right bell. 
I also seem to remember the first New Year's Eve at midnight, hearing the bell ring and coming over and here were Bill Strobel and Lloyd Borcherding ringing the bell on New Year's Eve at midnight. I, I never only did that once. I was also thinking about the uh, the day we I went up to meet Mary, our first DCE intern, and that plane rocked and rolled into. Uh, Minneapolis, and Mary's here today, and I don't know if she remembers, but I was white as a sheet when I got off that thing and was sick for most of the first meeting, but things went better after that. Or the day I went to visit the Huffmans for the first time. They had moved in two days before. It went something like this. I introduced myself at the door. I said, uh, I'm pastor of the Lutheran Church here. I introduced myself to Dennis. I said, is your wife an organist? I don't even think I asked his name. <laughs> I was also thinking, uh, and I won't be able to name everybody, I was thinking about a lot of different names in this place, thinking about Dwayne Leonard, and Claire Patterson, and Lloyd and Bonnie Borcheding, and Bill Strobel, and Marcia Williams, Howard Gall, and Terry Huggins, and James Rayburn, and Jane Kunkel, and Doc Kunkel, and Herb Larson, and there's a lot of people that have a different place to celebrate the anniversary. But you know, as I was thinking about that, it, it dawned on me that one of the things that, that evokes memories the fastest in me is aroma. Anytime I smell hops, I think of Milwaukee, where I went to college, because we were right down from Miller Brewery. And I hate to tell you guys this, anytime I smell a paper mill. <laughs> I think of Texarkana, and I think of a story Huey Clement told me. But, yeah, Huey's really scared now. <laughs> but driving by the paper mill in Ashdown with Alan in the car, and the aroma came into the car, and Huey said, Alan, did you do that? No, Dad. <laughs> but that's not the only aroma I think of. Uh, anytime I smell funnel cake or greasy hamburgers, I think of the fair booth. Whenever I am around hay, I think of Jimmy and Terry Curtis and the youth hay rides out at the Truman Arnold Ranch. Whenever I smell brisket on the grill, I think of hooey again and all those barbecues you did for us here at church. But today, we're here to celebrate the strongest aroma that permeates this place. It's what St. Paul was talking about in 2 Corinthians chapter 2. He says, but thanks be to God who always leads us in triumphal procession in Christ and through us spreads everywhere the fragrance of the knowledge of him. For we are to God the aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. Yeah, this week, Thursday is 
one of the great festivals of the church year. We kind of forget it, at least, or maybe bring it up on Sundays. We don't actually celebrate it. It's the, the ascension of our Lord. And in this passage, if, if you're listening to what Jimmy said as he introduced the text, I thought, well, shoot, he's preaching my sermon. <laughs> Just like Jimmy. <laughs> If you think, listen to what Jimmy said about, about a Roman triumph, St. Paul, when he writes here in, in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 2, and, he, and again when he writes in Ephesians chapter 4, is he takes the ascension of Jesus and he compares it to a Roman triumph. It was when you were a general of a Roman army, you weren't allowed to bring your armies your legions, anywhere near the city, except on a special occasion. Whenever you had won a major victory for Rome, when Julius Caesar came back after conquering Egypt, conquering Gaul, conquering Spain, the Roman Senate would offer you what they call the Roman triumph. And on that one occasion, you were invited to bring your, your legions down into the city. And they were to be dressed in their finest uniforms. And they would march through the city, and the Roman general would ride in his chariot, and just like Jimmy described, in captivity behind him would be the conquering the generals, the captains, the, the kings of the lands that he had conquered. And... It was for them the smell of death because they were going to be, most of them, led off to their crucifixion. And the, the Roman general, in order to, to share the bounty of the victory with the citizens of Rome, he would take some of the bounty that he had won, some of the gold, and he would have that gold minted into coins with his picture on it. And so it wasn't Tootsie Rolls that they threw out to the crowd as the, as the soldiers would march through the city, as the legions would march through the city. They would take those gold coins and they would throw them out to the citizens of Rome so that they shared in the bounty of the victory. And marching alongside of the, of the legions would be the priests of Rome. And they would be carrying torches of burning incense as praise and adoration to the gods that the Romans worship for the great victory that their, their general had won. Well, that's the picture when St. Paul says in Ephesians 4, when he ascended on high, he led captivity in his train and he gave gifts to men. That's the, the picture of Jesus, the, the crucified and risen Lord returning home to heaven and leading captive. All our enemies, sin, death, and Satan. And as he, he returns into heaven, he gives out gifts to man. He gives out to us the forgiveness of our sins and life and salvation and a home in heaven and, a, and all those things that he purchased for us on the cross. And then St. Paul adds here a little detail in, the, in 2 Corinthians. He says, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumphal procession in Christ. And through us spreads everywhere the fragrance of the knowledge of Him that we're the priests 
to carry with us everywhere we go the aroma of Christ. And it struck me as I was reading that that that's, that's what we celebrate today. That's what, that's what First Lutheran in Texarkana is about. You, you had it preached in this place. It's been taught in your Bible classes, in your Sunday school classes. Jesus Christ crucified and risen from our sins. It's what St. Paul calls the fragrance of the aroma of Him. That's the aroma I associate with First Lutheran in Texas Camp. From the beginning of this place, when a pastor from Clarksville came down to Hook, Texas, and they started a preaching station. The time when they moved over to a as I understand it, from Lloyd with an old building, I don't know, Ted, if you'd know, it was an old Methodist church maybe over on the Arkansas side. And then moved into that newer brick building, and I don't know, is the Salvation Army still? Use that, I think Dennis might be down from where Dennis's bank is, who works at. To the days when you moved out here, out on Texas Boulevard. Christ has been leading this place in his triumphal procession. Even through days when, as I remember, if I'm remembering the church history correct, that somewhere back in there, they, the Texas district voted at its convention to close the doors of this place. And then the very next day, had a change of mind and reopened the congregation. So we might have to, uh, a dispute about when the anniversary really is. When they brought Pastor Helberg here, and I'm curious, I, I, how many of you remember Pastor Helberg? Here for 35 years of uh, probably the greatest period of stability and, and growth of the kingdom in this place. When he brought Pastor Ellis here after a hard time with the whole Joe LaDuca thing and uh, a time of healing in the congregation to, to today, and Pastor, I've been, I read your newsletter article, and I want you, because I can't remember, I didn't bring it in your article, you always use these words about the mission. Yeah. When God brought you a pastor who wants to lead you into a vision and mission for the future, God has been leading this place in triumphal procession. St. Paul is talking about you. When he says here that we are to God the aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. That's the thing that permeates my memories of this place above all. In the day that Tiffany and catechism class burst out in the middle of a discussion and said, I get it. I thought, wow, fine. No, just <laughs> <laughs> Think of 
trying to remember the name of the ranch out north where they take care. I don't know if they're still there. They take care of the abused children. Taking the gifts out there at Christmas time and other times of the year to share the gospel with them. Free breakfast and worship at the Carnies on Sunday morning at the fair. So a really dark day when a young man was killed by a drunk driver. And so many of you were there within minutes to gather around his wife and his family and to love them through that difficult time. Probably the deepest memory for my family and I at Wayne reminded me of last night when we were at his house. The day my own dad died. And you all were there. I don't remember if it was 15 of you at the, at the hospital. And Wayne going to Dallas and Elaine going to Dallas to get my one sister. And the Curtis was going to Little Rock to get my other sister. And I don't remember who picked up Pastor Cook, but. Food gave us to head north for his graveside up in Illinois. The love of Christ smells so sweet in this place. How do you celebrate that? How do you celebrate that aroma? I'm going to suggest to you two ways. One, you enjoy it. I mean, what do you do when you buy a new car? Right? You go out there and you get in that car and, man, this smells good, right? The other day I was in Milwaukee and I was actually thinking about this message and in the airport in Milwaukee and I was walked right past the Cinnabon. Now, I don't know about you, but every time I get near one of those places, I stop. And I enjoy it. I think you can add five pounds smell in that place. <laughs> the aroma of Christ is enjoyed by believing him. Faith is the worship that honors God. To believe that what Jesus did, he did for you and for me, is the worship he desires above all else. To, to stand at a font, just like this couple did today. And to be baptized and have your name called. And realize that at that moment in your life, God rose, wrote his name on your adoption papers and said, you're mine. To hear his word, to go to your pastor's wife's Bible studies and to hear her teach over there and talk about Christ's forgiveness. And to believe that no matter what you've done or what you've said or who you've been, that includes you. 
to kneel at His table and realize that the body and blood are really given here and given for you. That's the first way you celebrate the aroma of Christ. The second way is you share. I mean, what do you do? You're walking through the mall, you're walking through the airport, you smell that smell, and what do you say? You say, do you smell that? Can we get some? You get a new car, what do you do? Oh, come on out. Get in. You got It smells great in there. You share the love of Christ. Isn't that what he says in the text? He leads us in triumphal procession in Christ and through us spreads everywhere the aroma of the knowledge of Him. Ted, what pastor said to you this morning is you were smelling pretty good when you met those folks. <laughs> Your wife is laughing. I don't know what that means. <laughs> because you were sharing Christ. You know, uh, one last memory is of a vacation Bible school here. And it was one of those weeks when we had, you know, I don't know how many, 100, 150 kids in here. I don't remember. Maybe we remember more than there were. And they were noisy. And uh, you wondered at the end of the week, you were exhausted. Did they get anything out of it? And I was sitting back in the fellowship hall because we were waiting for parents to pick up the kids. And there was one little girl sitting back there up by the chalkboard. And I was kind of watching her because I remembered that one of our kids, and now wherever that kid was, it was probably one of these adults sitting here now. I don't remember who. Had invited this little girl who came from an unchurched family who had never been exposed to the gospel to come to VBS with her. And that little girl was drawn on the chalkboard. And she was singing, and I couldn't hear what she was singing. So I kind of walked up behind her, and she was drawn across on that chalkboard. And she was singing, Jesus loves me, this I know. Now, I don't know what happened in that little girl's life after she left here that day, but I remember thinking, God was at work. That little girl, for the first time in her life, heard about Jesus Christ. You want to celebrate this anniversary. You want to celebrate the aroma of Christ. Recognize that the parade isn't over. In the beginning of the sermon, I mentioned for you all sorts of people that where their part in the parade is over, their home in heaven. But it's still going on. And the great thing about this parade is that Christ doesn't just invite us to sit along the road. He invites you to pick up that torch of incense and walk along the road. 
to let others that you meet, your friends, your family, your, your neighbors, smell the sweetest smell there is. The aroma of a God who loves us so much that he gave his own son. If you want to celebrate the anniversary, then get in the parade. Because thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumphal procession in Christ, and through us, spreads everywhere the fragrance of the knowledge of Him. Happy anniversary. Amen.